Sandu, look at me. What do you see in my eyes? Death. Do you like jewels, Lily? This is very old and very beautiful. Please don't come any closer. I... is weak, Dr. Goss, growing weaker. All your skill can't help her now. She's under a spell that can be broken only by me. Or death. I am Dracula's daughter. Listeners, you are listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about a horror movie, no matter how old it might be. Uh, we are going to spoil the main attraction. We are going to talk about some recently watched, and we're going to try to not spoil that. It's going to be easy for me. Uh, and thank you to sure the Moon you Rays. haven't had time to watch anything. Some, mis- some uh, Curse of Oak Island. Oh. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that, though. Um Thank you to the Moon Race for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. Uh, find them on iTunes or Amazon if you might want to buy their music digitally. Did it sound like a glitch there? Because I was actually talking. Uh, it was digital. Yeah. Digital glitch. <laughs> you can find their music on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy it digitally. Or say hi to them on Facebook where they are the Moon Dash Rays. And we are chewing the scenery. Uh, I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolien. Good evening. So, guys, um, should we reveal what the heck's going on? Because we're probably only recording another one or two of these in here. Yes. All right. um, We we have chewed the scenery. (laughs) We have. Time to chew some fresh. Yeah, the walls are about to come down. We've chewed so much scenery in here. Um, I'm going to be doing the giant house switcheroo. Moving, uh, like... I described it as, suppose you're trying to cross a fairly wide creek and there's only two stepping stones and you've got a foot on each one and you're almost doing the splits, but it turns out that they're both alligators and they're going in separate directions. Okay. That's what it's like trying to sell your house and buy a house and uh, make everything land appropriately on time. um, No glitches ruin it and uh, not be homeless uh, somewhere in between. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what it's like. And, uh, and I know another couple going through the same thing right now. 
and some stuff ain't going right. Oh. And we've gotten the lucky bounce on a few things. So enough said about that. Uh, we won't be in a shed at the bottom of a garden like we are now. We're going to be um, in, in a room. room. In a corner room overlooking. It, it's on a hill. You guys saw it. Yeah. It's going to be pretty cool. It's a mid-century modern uh, built in 52, I think. 51 or 52. Anyway, um, it's uh, going to be probably more hospitable uh, temperature-wise than this place can be sometimes. We record in summer. We have to shut off the air conditioner just before we start, and we're starting to break a sweat pretty bad by the time we yeah. should wrap it up and turn the AC back on. And sometimes in winter, we just can't get warm. Yeah. That'll be different there. Radiant heat floors. I hope so. <laughs> you can only hope. Um, so that'll be... Uh, well, my furniture will make a lot more sense in that house. Yeah. So uh, uh, I feel very fortunate for everything that's gone right. And I will now shut up about that. Guys, what have you watched since we did this last? You want to go ahead? Uh, I watched a bunch more Auschwitz documentaries. Oh, Jeez. fun. Yeah. Wow. And you laughed and oh, you laughed. Oh, boy. There's a really sickening one on... Um, uh, Netflix uh, called Nazi concentration camps, and it's uh, it's basically it was made in forty five by the uh, American documentary crew okay. filming at various camps. And I mention this because um, it starts with a couple of affidavits and uh, from people saying, "Oh, this is real and it's not been interfered with." One of whom is uh, Ray Kellogg, who is the uh, oh really special the, effects guy yeah. at um, Fox, and uh, he also directed uh, Killer Shrews. Okay, yeah, that's about. Killer shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure, sure I won't watch that in the same light. Mm, probably um, not. Yeah, and then uh, let's see. Uh, Tales from the Hood is on Shudder. Oh, all right. Uh, they have a, a history of uh, black horror movies. Yeah. It's called Horror Noir, I think. Yes. Uh, and then um, and then one of the feature films they've got to go with it is Tales from the Hood. I haven't seen that in ages yeah I, i'm not sure i've ever seen the whole thing yeah how was it did was it pretty dated or was it held uh, up pretty well it holds up really well it's, it's strong stuff um uh i i i didn't change my mind about it it's really well done and it's nice to see it in such a good condition mm-hmm. um that tonally it's like really uh wrong foot to you because it's it, you know from the title and how it starts off it, you feel like it's going to be Tales from the Crypt and it's going to be all these funny ironic mm-hmm. twist endings but then it uh, pretty soon it gets really serious and uh, and then the final there's like four stories I think and then the last one is like um, uh, that they show all this like actual racist atrocity oh. stuff in it Wow. So they do, they do kind of lead you to believe, and I do remember this being the case that, oh, this is going to be like a, like an Afrocentric, uh, tales from the crypt. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got a really good host in it. Yeah. Uh, Clarence Williams, the third. Okay. He's this like a mortician. And then these, these three guys break into his mortuary and they, and they want to, they think he's got some treasure and, uh, but he, he kind of tricks them into listening to the stories of various inmates of the, Mortuary, so uh, um, does that have the one with the uh, the leg sawing bit? Am I thinking of a different story? It's got one with dolls trying to make a guy fit into a coffin. No, I don't remember. Oh, I don't know where I saw or read that. And since that that thing came out, that I've seen it, 
Hmm. Anyway, you, you should definitely check it out. Yeah. It's, it's really well done. Yeah, get in that shutter. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched uh, The Little uh, Stranger from last year. Oh. Which is like a, feels like a, one of those, uh, you know, masterwork theatre, masterpiece theatre things, oh, okay. films. It's not a period. It's like 1920s England. And uh, you've got this uh, doctor who's brought into this kind of decaying rich house. If you go, if you if you enter into a decaying rich house, and uh, one of the the the, the head fellow is named Roderick, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know it's not going to turn out well. But um, anyway, it, it was it's very uh, it's like almost two hours long. I don't think it earned that length. No, um, for for how it paid off, but it gets uh, uh, it gets pretty bloody. Uh, uh, don't fall in love with the dog too much. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, you know, it, it's very well done. Hmm. Do you regard all dogs equally? Or are there some breeds who are just like, nah, I don't like you? No, I don't, I'm not against any breeds. Okay. Uh, there's no bad dogs, it's just bad uh, owners, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, like, okay, I don't like any dog that likes to punch you in the goods. I think that's just sort of... <laughs> What if that's not a specific breed? Well, <laughs> yeah, no, good. no, there are certain breeds like boxers. They want to box you. That's where they got their name, well, I don't right? Know the, the goods boxers. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. They'll box any part of you they can reach. Yeah. So on their way up, sometimes they get you a good one. Um, so I, I'm not saying I don't like boxers. I just don't want them punching me. Yeah. Well, there are very few people. I expect you can find them on the internet. Very few people want to be boxed in the goods. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So I think you have to really train the boxers well. Mm. Well, so that's that's just an example of, you know, any dogs that are really shrill and really busy and like to pee on everything. Yeah, some of that's a training issue, I suppose. You know, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm saying that maybe I don't regard them all perfectly equal. Okay. Equally, but... Okay. Will, what have you watched? Ah, uh, geez, what was what have I watched? Um, other than Dracula's Daughter, mm-hmm. tonight's film, uh, I watched Velvet Buzzsaw, which oh. was on Netflix. Uh, I found it muddled. Yeah, Jean thought it was good, but she also spent most of the time on her phone. <laughs> so, was there a Velvet Buzzsaw in it? There is a Buzzsaw, although it's not velvet. Okay. Um, I'm not really, I mean, I know why they named it that due to the, the end movie reason, but I don't really know why they named it Velvet Buzzsaw. I don't know. The whole thing was, uh, a little weak. It couldn't decide, felt like it couldn't decide if it was a biting satire of the art world or what exactly. It was a kind of mashup of Art School Confidential and a horror movie so i don't know i wouldn't recommend it hmm good to know yeah and i think that's all that i've watched what's the premise of that one a uh there's a group of uh there's an art critic and a group of people who are art dealers high-end art dealers and one of them finds a artist work who a man in her building dies and she finds out he was an artist and he wanted all his art destroyed. And, um, she takes it instead and, and, uh, starts, it starts selling 
greatly. They're you know supposed to be fantastic paintings, although what they show you in the movie is not <laughs> terribly fantastic. I don't think the art world would have been mm. wowed by it. I think it would have worked better if they never showed you the paintings. Yeah, yeah, that's always the way with art horror movies, isn't y- it? Yeah, you know. Huh. Like, I always thought it'd be great to do a movie about, a, uh, like, a rock band or something, but never have them actually play music, where yeah, just yeah. right before it happens, they <laughs> cut. You'd be like, I, I want to hear their music and have everybody describe them as the best thing since the Beatles. Right. You know, but you never have to play, because nobody could make up music that good. <laughs> or a movie, anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, you feel that, you feel, uh, I don't know, at least I felt kind of like, that's the art there going wild for but i guess it has a supernatural presence so a bunch of people die well you know if it's got a body count and a supernatural presence i feel like you're two-thirds of the way there yeah (laughs) i felt that the uh that netflix trailer gave way way more than they should have but isn't that always the case they need to stop it with that kind of thing every trailer needs to stop it especially horror movies yeah but people don't want to go to what they're not used to or what they're they want to know what they're gonna get before yeah. you plunk down your money for it you ever watch any of those tv shows where they're getting ready to go into a commercial they tell you what they just told you they tell you what they're about to tell you they come uh-huh. back from the commercial tell you what they just told you and then to they, tell you what they're gonna tell you then they go and ahead and they, another they tell you and then they go to another commercial and they do it again <laughs> So yes. they actually have about 12 minutes of content. <laughs> yes. I find that with history programs in this country, is like they're constantly telling you what the show's going to be about. And you're like, yeah, yeah, get to the content, get to the content. Yeah. Yeah. They're, maybe they're ta- talking to a dumber audience yeah. that's amongst the rest of us brainiacs. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anything else since the last uh, time? I think that's it. I don't remember hmm. watching a whole lot this week. Yeah. Well, um, in between uh, working on the list of demands for the, um, you know, they do a home inspection and then it's like, oh, you need to fix this, this, and this. It wasn't a long list of demands, but it is stuff that needed attention. So um, in doing that, I didn't get to watch a lot of movies. Uh, I will briefly mention that I did watch, you know, the new episode or two of uh, The Curse of Oak Island. And then I thought, you know what, while I'm packing and doing these minor repairs or additions or subtractions to things uh, on the house. Uh, I wonder if there's any podcasts about uh, the Curse of Oak Island, the TV show, <laughs> or just, you know, Oak Island, just talking about it. And yeah. this is a, a little island off the coast of uh, Nova Scotia. And um, the story goes back hundreds of years. And there is certainly some hinky, just who knows what buried and all these shafts that flood these other shafts that maybe there's treasure in. I discovered a podcast called Could It Be?, because uh, you know that narrator I talked about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these the folks po- are on. Cost about West Side Story. <laughs> Could it be? Well, let's see. Um, I don't know if there's a good description here. Uh, I, I could probably accidentally start playing an episode if I'm not careful. But um, the podcast itself is called Could It Be Oak Island Podcast. And it's a husband and wife team who. Um, they do uh, treasure hunts. They they talk about armchair treasure hunts where you actually go online and you try and solve these mysteries and maybe you win the treasure. Uh, you don't have to necessarily go there in person for some of these treasure hunts. but So they're pretty fascinated with treasure hunts. And they started this podcast this season. So there's not like 
you know, the previous, you know, eight or 10 seasons of the curse of Oak Island. And I thought about what Will said, yeah, just wait till next season, jump in. <laughs> you know? just, just wait till next season. Yeah. Any significant finds, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll tell you what happened. And yeah. And that narrator is going to be like a crossbow bolt. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they just said those very words, didn't they? But they, they actually, uh, uh, this, this couple, they make, they make fun of that too. Okay. So, uh, it's, it's, it's good fun. And so I've listened to a whole bunch of episodes of that while I was packing and getting ready for the big move nine blocks away or whatever it is. I didn't mention that earlier, but yeah, the new house is, there's no change to the neighborhood, grocery store, gas station, anything, just residence. Yeah. My commute might be about a minute longer. Um, so that's, um, so that's it, man. I watched some Curse of Oak Island and maybe some other TV and some news. Uh, they sure got the weather wrong yesterday. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. I headed out to get that's a couple why things. why you shouldn't move to Denver. <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> yeah, I headed out and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go get these couple things. Got to get a couple uh, new smoke detectors for the house and, you know, whatever, you know, some treats for the dogs. And all of a sudden, hey, snow flurries. What the hell? That wasn't supposed to happen. And then it turned into like a full-on whiteout. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> so I lived to tell about it. And I even lived to, um, oh, a couple recommendations from Brian. Um, Brian, who's uh, been on the show with us before. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, Kingdom is a good one. It's a zombie oh, show yeah. in yeah. feudal Korea. Right. Um, he's like, yeah, it's kind of a slow burn. And then he texts me, Ooh, it just picked up. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but I will watch it. And then he said on uh, HBO folklore is great. So Ooh. that's from Brian. Uh, Thank you, Brian. Don't get HBO. <laughs> I don't yeah. either, but I got someone's password for okay. HBO go. So, oh, very nice. <laughs> you know, as you do. So watch Dracula's daughter. I got to confess. Um, I did have this. It was on the Legacy Collection, so I'm a dumbass, but all my DVDs were packed already, so it didn't mm. matter. Um, yeah, I didn't realize we were talking about uh, one of the Universal movies from the 30s. I thought we were like probably watching something from the 70s. Mm. There's going to be a lot of like sweaty, hairy, semi-naked people or something. Mm. Some Jess Franco oh, type yeah, thing. There's a bunch of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, but this is the first. Yeah. So how? Um, uh, what What made you think of this one, Julian? Women in horror. Yeah. Well, yeah, clearly. But I mean, uh, what What made you settle, uh, sort of zero in on this one as a particularly good choice? It was seventy two minutes long. <laughs> yeah. I thought about yeah, that. That was one thing. It's like I didn't want to impose a two hour epic on Will. <laughs> Uh, he for, suffered enough for recently. Week. <laughs> so yes, he wrote me, and he's like, "It's seventy-two minutes long." I was like, yeah, I was, I was just thinking, uh, so women in horror—you know—it can be the people who behind the camera or the subject matter, or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is the—you uh, know—I I didn't put much thought into it. Okay, uh, but I just thought this is the first uh, lesbian vampire film, mm-hmm. uh, first horror movie where the protagonist is female, right? Um, so that, you know, that's, that's like of some historical interest to horror nerds. And then, uh, it's, I think the first universal horror movie after the, uh, Hayes Code kicked in. Right. So it was one of their last ones before universal as we knew it was gone because the yeah. Lamley uh, family had sold it off or they, they'd, uh, 
they'd done a loan. Yeah, they they'd had a huge loan. It's like a million dollars or a something. A million dollar loan, yeah. And, and then for they a showboat. Yeah, and they couldn't pay it back. Right. So they kicked them all to the curb. Right. And so. then the new people who took over weren't interested in horror movies at yeah. all. Morons. And then uh, and then it wasn't till a few li- few years later, it wasn't that long when the um uh horror movies were, you know, re released and making tons of money and Yeah. Right. So they said, Oh, we should make more of these. Which spawned the next bunch of uh horror kids. Yes, the next generation of Frankensteins. <clears throat> the yeah. son of an the Wolfman and everything. I mean the fans though, like the kids, oh, yeah, the kids yes. who got to watch these at home on TV or go to the cinema oh yeah, yeah, nice and, and then, then back in the so so like then a couple of decades after that, so late fifties, you had the package came on TV. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a such a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then you could tell just by what happened in pop culture after that. All the comic books and magazines, and yeah. uh, even the even the uh, Halloween costumes you could buy, the masks and whatnot, um, various toys and and everything. You know, you could you could just see the influence of all the the monster movies on what kids were interested in, unless they were kids who didn't like horror and who would hang out with them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Hayes Code. I thought about this when we were watching this. Um, so there were some moments, you know, that. Uh, We've said before, now it's not really subtext, it's just text. You know? Just text. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember hearing anything about a lesbian um, sort of uh, subtext to this, or I don't remember hearing that at all, and, and I sure didn't uh, uh, find it um, hard to spot when mm-hmm. I was watching the movie. I thought it was pretty much on its sleeve with it. Oh, yeah. If you watch, was it, what's that documentary? Uh, Celluloid so, Closet? So, yeah, yeah, Closet. Yeah, they talk about that. It's, I'd never seen this movie until this week. Okay. But I remember scenes of it in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, James Whale evidently was supposed to direct this originally. That would be very fitting. And kept doing, uh, uh, there's some debate whether or not he did this on purpose, but he kept suggesting more and more outlandish scripts <laughs> so they wouldn't do it because he didn't want to do uh another horror film after Bride of Frankenstein. Right. So he wanted to do Showboat or something. Yeah, I think that must have been the, I think the first draft they had um, uh, John Balderston who did the Dracula and Frankenstein, or one of the people who worked on the screen, yeah. screenplays. And and uh, it was going to start off with the 14th century and they're going to show Vlad Tepes and, yeah. uh, you know, have a big epic opening. Hmm. Which is ridiculously expensive. Yeah, yeah. Co- Coppola took care of that years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this thing. Um, so it picks right up where Dracula left off, mm-hmm. which I liked. That that very much reminded me of Halloween too. You know. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's where they got the idea. Hey, what if we just jumped right in? Um, but yeah, you you get this really nice eerie vibe to it, and uh, of course it's lit beautifully. Mm. You know. Universal really knew what they were doing with the lighting, the makeup, all the cinematography. So it looked beautiful. Yeah. And the um, the actors they picked were all good-looking people or appropriately weird or grotesque. And, man, those English guys, they were like straight out of England, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> straight out of Dick Van Dyke's England. <laughs> oh, the policemen yeah. and stuff? Oh, yeah. That was great. I'm like, isn't that cop in everything? 
Like yeah. literally everything from the 30s, maybe well oh, into yeah, the 40s. Oh, yeah, from earlier than that. Yeah, he'd been uh, yeah. comedian in silent movies. Yeah. yeah. Was he a Keystone <clears throat> cop? <laughs> Had he maybe. chased Charlie Chaplin at some point? <laughs> I kind of feel like that was a thing. But yeah, that was um, it was great. I, I liked Yeah, I could see, though, as a kid, uh, and this probably was on in front of me some point in time while I was a kid, uh, just be like, oh, the adults are walking around talking some more. Right. You know, there wasn't a whole yeah. lot of... There's no one with, you know, turning into a bat or sprouting fangs. Yeah, there's long stretches in yeah. the middle of yeah. just talking. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of stalking and staring. There were just a few moments in there, mostly between women, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was so cool. Uh, yeah, so what were your first impressions, Will? Um, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was pretty good, um, despite the talking. Yeah. Talkie, talkie, talkie. <laughs> All those uh, grown-ups walking around talking. I find the original Dracula kind of dull. Yeah. And I didn't find this one dull. No. This one so, keeps your attention. Is, which is strange. Um, I like that it started right after Dracula. Because I wondered how they would do that. You know, mm. you, you don't have the lead. Yep. Because <laughs> Bella wanted too much money. And they, they oh. still ended up paying him $5,000 for did something. They? Yeah. For his, uh, they took a wax bust. They did it. a wax bust. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh. So they did pay him for that. Yeah. And... Uh, and then they wrote him out. Like, well, we don't need you. <laughs> burn you. We, yeah. we got a wax one of you. We don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, I mean, to be tasked with writing a sequel to Dracula, it's got to be pretty high. It was a team effort, wasn't it? Because the opening, you know, they, they did the credits mostly in the opening back then. It was like screenplay by so-and-so based on a story by so-and-so right, suggested right, by right. this other guy. It was like four or five different well, guys. I think the second yeah. draft was R.C. Sheriff, who did The uh, Invisible Man and um, did, uh, The Dambusters. Yeah. Uh, so that one, it was about uh, 14th century Dracula. And then it goes to modern London and uh, Van Helsing saves two couples from the Countess. Oh. So she she wants to take them all back to Transylvania and he catches up with her on the ship. mm yeah, they made uh, they made some pretty direct references to the body count in London at the time, and they they made sure they they there were some good moments of exposition there for anybody who had forgotten what happened in 1931. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd been five years, yeah. and there was no TV or videos to watch. So unless you caught a replay of Dracula, yeah, you'd have to remember five years ago. Yeah, that's true. You know. So, and then I'm sure there was a whole bunch of people who'd never saw Dracula yeah, and went to Dracula's daughter. Yeah. Maybe they were 14 when Dracula came out and their folks didn't let him go. So now, yeah. now they're old enough and they're like, Hey, you don't, you don't own me. <laughs> you don't own me. <laughs> You're not my real dad. I'm going to go see Dracula's daughter <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, based on a short story. Titled Dracula's Guest by Bram Stoker. Dracula's Guest, yes. Yeah. 1914. Which was a chapter from the book that they took out because it was too long. (laughs) That would have violated the limit, huh? Yeah. One of your ancestors said, no. No, that's enough. (laughs) Cut out this chapter. Great, great grandpa Barnes was like, uh, yeah, working in the editing room. So Hmm. I can give you a rundown of the plot of Dracula's Guest. Yes, please. So you can see how close the movie sticks to it. Yes, yes. So an Englishman who's unnamed Mm -hmm. uh, wanders outside of Munich on uh, Volpurgisnacht 
and he shelters in a cemetery during a storm and uh, shelters uh, in the doorway of the tomb of Countess Dolingen of Graz. And uh, this tomb has got his uh, iron cross sticking out of it. Uh, lightning hits the tomb and destroys it and the uh, quote-unquote sleeping woman inside. Hmm. Uh, and then the Englishman wakes up and he's got a wolf licking at his throat. Mm. Wow. So uh, remember all those scenes from the movie? I yeah, do. totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for the, uh, the, the the five or six things there that you just mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But uh, the first uh, lesbian vampire in fiction was Carmilla. Yeah. Which predates Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, 1872, I believe. Wow. Um, that's Yeah, 1872, yeah. And Dracula was 1897. Uh, so Carmilla's written by... I don't remember. Uh, Sheridan Le Fanu. Ah. And uh, so this is like a short novel, novelette, I suppose. Um and uh, this was like Vampire from 1932 is basically based on it, but he takes out all the lesbianism. Mm. Um, and then uh, then there's this movie, and then of course like the censorship kicks in, and you don't get the lesbian vampires again until the 60s. Wow. So censorship. I mean, they. I think I kind of had this maybe false notion that uh, man everybody's so naive back then you could you could just kind of fly anything under the radar with the sensors mm. apparently not i mean you know who's to say what kind of stare a woman is giving another woman right well sensors have uh, the dirtiest minds oh yeah because they're always looking for it yeah i guess that's true um i've, I've had experience with them so oh. I've, I've, I've done stories where they said oh that's that's filthy Look at that. Like, what? They, they tell me what they think it is. No. 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 <laughs> no, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah, people. yeah. So, so really, though, when, when, these, when the Hayes Code went into effect and these movies were being looked at more closely for any, you know, excessive amount of uh, skin showing or certain words or phrases used, could they really... I guess they did really get in there and, and just say, you know what? I don't like how this person's looking at this other person mm-hmm. or who's sitting next to whom uh, while alone in a house. Oh, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Well, you know, the, the, the model scene in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the censor specified that you couldn't see the model from the shoulders down mm-hmm. and you couldn't imply that she was naked. Right. Yeah. That's why they had the whole scene, the whole description. Oh, we're only posing for neck and... Right. And had Mac, you know. Yeah. Which kind of works for the vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. wife has a lovely throat kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And we got to see her entire back. That was nice. Yeah. That, um, uh, that actor, what was her name? Gloria Holden is, um, is the, the countess. Vampire. No, but the, um, the blonde woman. Uh, uh, Nan Gray. Nan Gray. As okay. Lily. I have that somewhere in my notes. Um, so Lily, uh, she, the camera loves her. I will say that. Yeah, she's... I mean, she looks just fantastic, and uh, I'm sure that, again, how everything's lit and you know, good makeup and everything, but you could tell that it, it was easy to work with her <laughs> to get her to look good. And then she's in a coma for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a bummer. And she wakes up and goes mad and dies. Yeah, just kind of like, and then she died. 
Yeah. It's just, it's like, hey, we got to wrap this up, guys. This is a 70 minute movie. Or 71 minutes. But you couldn't give her like, you know, cut the scene somehow, come back. Well, she made it a good long week, but she just sort of <laughs> withered and died, didn't she? Why, yes, she did. Anyway, moving on. I, I did like how they, they, they all sort of, uh, okay, Van Helsing became Von Helsing. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why. That was weird. What's with that? I don't know. <clears throat> German instead of Dutch. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the, uh, the guy who played him was Edward Van Sloan. <laughs> Yeah. Playing Von Helsing. Yeah. Was, See, he was Van Helsing in Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. He was the only one to come back. Yeah. And I love how uh, Mina and, and Jonathan Harkin just disappear. They're not mentioned <laughs> in this movie at all. Yeah. Yeah. There's, wouldn't they have been able to give Van Helsing, Von Helsing, you know. Uh, Von Helsing. Wouldn't they roll to back up his story? I would hope so, but no, they maybe they went on a weekend somewhere. Yeah. Where would they go? What would be convenient by horse-driven carriage in those Somewhere days? really sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, there, we're, suddenly we have cars. <laughs> that was another thing that I was trying to remember. It's been a number of years since I watched Dracula, but wasn't it set in, I don't know the late 1890s or so. I mean, when it was written, I think that's when the movie was set, but this one's in the 30s. Yeah. So they have cars immediately. So yeah. it's a bit of a weird time jump there. Yeah. One of those cops should have mentioned, did you hear they invented a car? <laughs> in your in any of your research, did you see the story that uh, Selznick from MGM bought the, the rights to yeah, yeah. Dracula's guest? Just so he could sell them to Universal. Actually, I have that note right here. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that was particularly underhanded. Yeah. I mean, they knew that they couldn't use Dracula's name because they'd be sued by Universal, but it was enough to hold the rights. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That was that was a good move. Yeah. Good business move. Made several grand on that. Yeah. For for not a whole lot of work. Yeah, for almost no work. Yeah, kind of the original internet troll, you know, pat- <laughs> sort of patent yeah. troll. Yeah, patent troll. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no, I own this. What? <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, let's see. Okay, Van Helsing is is uh, he's discovered. I'm sorry, Von Helsing. Va- is he Van or Von? Von. Von. He's I German. I can't now. keep it straight whether he's Dutch or German. You know, potato, potato, right? Um, well, in this country, they do call German people Dutch, so maybe that's kind of weird, right? <laughs> yeah, um, they they have uh, uh, they have found uh, von Helsing standing over the bodies of the uh, recently staked vampire. Yes, and and, um, and Renfield. And Renfield, um, he didn't have to stake Renfield, did he? No. Yeah. How did Renfield die? He broke his neck when he fell down the stairs. That's what it was. Yeah. I haven't watched Dracula in a few months. It's been a long time since I've seen Dracula. I yeah. have to rewatch it when I borrow that sat back. Yeah. And I've never seen Dracula's son-in-law. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> With Polly Shore. Oh, God. And uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one because that's that's completely the wrong title for that movie. 
Yeah. There's no son of Dracula in that movie. It, no. Mm-mm. No. They they just titled stuff. They didn't they didn't care. <laughs> well, was... we had Dracula's daughter. Yeah. yeah. Son of what else? Let's get a son. Yeah. Let's get a son in there. How about a nephew? Dracula's nephew. Yeah, sure. That sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. There's some in-laws or some steps or something we can yeah. deal with here. Dracula's second cousin once removed. Yeah. So, but we never do see Von Helsing or Van Helsing stake anybody, do we? No. No, it's all off screen. Yeah. What was the deal with that? I mean, Dracula was pre-code, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he could have done something, right? Or they didn't. They still weren't fond of showing blood. No. Yeah. I mean, just because they didn't have a code doesn't mean they were just wild with their films. Yeah, they they weren't exactly decapitations right and left. Or yeah. beheadings. Beheadings. They, yeah. They did have them, usually mm-hmm. in uh, biblical movies. Oh, yeah. Because you, you get could away get, with a lot. Yeah, you could get away with lots of gore and skin in biblical movies. You yeah. Just, you just have to say, the good book has it in there. You mm-hmm. can read it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, already then, put it on screen. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's got to be some lions eating people. And... Well, they actually kill people in biblical movies. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, you mean for real? For real. <laughs> uh, Please explain. Uh, there's one of them where they staged one of the great floods. Yeah, is that a... the movie was. But basically, they, they, they built these uh, dams around the set and had all these extras in the set and uh, just unleashed the water on them and filmed it. Yeah. Hmm. So are we talking the Ten Commandments? No, this was... This was a Noah's Ark movie or something uh, like that. Yeah, I don't remember, but I remember hearing that story. Yeah. And several people drowned. Right. And then Ben-Hur, they famously killed somebody in the chariot race. Mm-hmm. Like so. a wheel fell off or something? Yeah. Necks got broken? Yeah. Yep. God knows how many horses. Oh, yeah. They were pretty bad to horses. They would trip them mm-hmm. with wires. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, the westerns, they were pretty cruel to horses. Yeah, you had a, and actors. It, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Ricardo Montalban played a chief of uh, several different tribes. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that kind of tells you where their judgment would lie. <laughs> Ricardo, Chief Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> yes. For our younger listeners, that was Mr. Rourke on Fantasy Island, which was a TV show in the 70s. <laughs> Probably stretched into the 80s, didn't it? It did. Did yes, my grandparents watched it. It was a terrible show. Well, um, uh, Marguerite Churchill in Dracula's Daughter, uh, she plays the Janet Blake character, the sec- secretary yes. sort of character. Uh, she was in the first uh, movie that uh, was the big, um, you know, uh, first uh, starring role for John Wayne. Oh, okay. Called uh, the Big Trail. Oh. Which didn't do that well, so he went back into kind of semi-obscurity for a while until, mm. until the late thirties. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I like her in this as well. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. good. She's very funny. She gets the funniest line about the um, when she does all the prank phone calls on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> I love one about uh, uh, this is the zoo. Some by <laughs> elephants been seeing pink men. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, she's 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 very uh, charming. Yeah. And then Otto Kruger, who's the, the lead guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Garth. Yes. Uh, I don't think he's really a leading man. 
No, you, no. You remember uh, Saboteur, the Hitchcock movie? Mm-hmm. He's this villain in that. He's brilliant in that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has a good look to him. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, kind of an ineffectual hero in this. He yeah. just He gives her, the countess, some suggestions and then runs off to help another patient. Right. She's just like, whatever. Yeah, she wants We're help. We're done here. She wants help uh, being released from an obsession. Yes. yes. I just made air quotes. Obsession. Mm-hmm. So if, if you take your vampirism here as a sort of gay subtext, then mm-hmm. uh, yes. here he, he, you have her wanting to be cured through psychiatry. Does she really want that? Or she just... Well, she, she does at first, but then she She does, but back. she can't resist the urge. Hmm. The sinister urge. Yes. Uh, I felt like she was just sort of having him on, you know, just like, oh, yeah, I got to placate all these idiots around me so I can get to some of that sweet neck. <laughs> sweet English neck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I read into it. But, you know, that's I, I just wanted to see them, you know, get on with it at that point because you could kind of see where it was going. Um, and uh, she does start by hypnotizing that uh, policeman who's waiting at the station mm-hmm. while the other uh, while the, his uh, boss goes and picks up the guy from Scotland Yard. Yeah. Um, is Scotland Yard still regarded as, as like some of the best on, on the planet for solving crimes? <laughs> I'm asking you because you're English. <laughs> well, you're, you're an American now, but... You're an American now. <laughs> so maybe you've forgotten everything you know. Right, but. So like put a, down your gun and answer <laughs> the question. Yeah, oldest standing law, centers of law and any nation i think yeah okay yeah. so they've had a lot of time to figure it out mm-hmm. you know so you'd think only the best of the best could join their ranks although when you'd they hope <laughs> in in the 1880s when they built the new scotland yard somebody deposited two bodies in the uh in the uh in the construction area Jeez. Uh, and they never caught the person <laughs> wow talk about brazen yeah it's like, oh, you guys think you're so good, huh? Here's a couple of bodies. <laughs> Here's a couple of headless bodies I'll put down here. So may have been Jack the Ripper. I don't know how many nuts were running around. Could it be Jack the Ripper? Could it be? Headless bodies deposited at Scotland Yard? Yes, I just said that. <laughs> right. you know why it's be? called uh, Scotland Yard? No, I why is it? It's just a wondered. nickname because the original Scotland Yard, uh, it was just a nickname for the the building because uh uh you know it was in london yeah uh, i forget what the original name of the street was but uh it had all these posh uh, apartments there and the you know the <laughs> higher-ups who came down from scotland oh okay like ambassadorial duties would stay at these places so it's known as scotland yard. oh okay i've always wondered why it was scotland yard yeah. even though it's in london so it was just a nickname and it just so stuck it just stuck with it oh okay well, all right. <laughs> I read an interesting uh, little blurb that this movie shares a lot of similarities to Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, if I, uh, I've not seen that recently again. Oh, it, I watched it last year on the big screen. It was it was fantastic. Uh, one of my favorites. But yeah, a doctor or a script doctor in Sunset Boulevard helps an old woman who lives in a house. Right. Uh, she has a creepy manservant played by a director. Okay. <laughs> you know? We need a real creep here. Yeah. How about a director? Um, Xander. 
the, mm. the other link I, I found was uh, the so that the, the scriptwriter in Sunset Boulevard is William Holden, mm-hmm. who was originally named Bill Beadle, oh. but his name was changed, um, uh, to, uh, and he was actually named after Gloria Holden from Dracula's Daughter. Oh, really? Um, by her second husband. Oh, okay. So, you know, he he had Bill Beadle rename himself. Together he got William. Oh, um, I mean, so he took Bill, made it William, yeah. and then Beadle made it Holden after his after wife. His... Oh, okay. Wow. So there is another tie there. Yeah, and then and then her name is Gloria. Yes. So, so yeah. Cool. So. Um... The way they uh, the way they wrap this the story up, so the the countess is going around doing all of all of her deeds, <clears throat> all of her doings, and uh, finally she um, comes to Garth's office, and uh, she's decided to go back to Transylvania, mm-hmm. and she's going to take the uh, enchanted uh, Lily with her, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Janet. 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 Sorry, Janet. Damn it, Janet. Um, so, uh, so they're um, they're pursued and she makes a deal with uh with garth and she says that uh, i'll release janet if you'll stay with me yeah so that's um realizing that she's abandoned him for garth sandra shoots an arrow through her heart now um my mother-in-law was in the room and she's like why would that kill her and it's like well because it's wood and it's like a stake through the heart and then i had explained further that uh, silver had nothing to do with it um, so it didn't have to be a silver-tipped arrow or anything like that. Just no. a wooden stick makes its way through the heart. You're you're good. That that should do the trick. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, when now was he aiming at her or was he aiming at at Garth? I don't mm. know because he he's, he's mad at her. At that he's time, mad at her because well, he? she's never turned him into a vampire. But now she can't. <laughs> well, now she can't. So yeah, it makes me wonder. Uh, Is he just got terrible aim? Yeah, you know. We never find out. It seems like he's shooting at Garth. <laughs> yeah. Because he shoots one arrow down from somewhere. The parapet. Yeah. And and, uh, <laughs> and misses. And then he shoots another couple and and hits her. So I assume it was an accident. But he was mad at her. Yeah. And then the cops got him down. Yeah. Yeah. We, we never get to really see all of his marksmanship because well, the, the cops got a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And gun beats arrow. Pretty much all the time. Well, I guess it depends on the marksmanship of each of the shooters, but yeah, mostly. Yeah. You you can probably... Don't bring an arrow to a gunfight. <laughs> Usually not. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that sort of neatly wraps everything up, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have to worry about a sequel. <laughs> no. And they wouldn't they wouldn't be advised to make one. No. Or we several. Don't, we don't need Son of Dracula's Daughter. Yeah. Or anything like that. Ooh, Son of Dracula's Daughter. That's a good name for a podcast. <laughs> Just the grand- grandson of Dracula. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> you, that sounds weird. Son of Dracula's daughter sounds better. Yeah. Even though it's the same thing. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like uh, this one very nicely got to the point. Kept you amused the whole time, unless you're a kid. I think I would have really sort of... Yeah, whenever well, whenever the leading man turns up, you know it's going to drag for a bit. Yeah. Because he's like, you could you could just write him out the plot pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. This could... Just, just keep it to the women. Yeah, this could be about a 50-minute long film. 
<laughs> without all the stupid stuff with dudes. Yeah. Just, yeah. If you stayed with the women, yeah, 45, 55 minutes and you're done. So was there a, a any sort of a rule uh, for the length of a film at the time? Like it had to be over an hour or it's not considered a feature? Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it seemed like a lot of movies were around 70 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And you had shorts beforehand, the news, cartoons, cartoons yeah. and movies ran all day. <clears throat> they didn't have a set time when they started, really. So you just got there and stuff was running. Stuff was running. You paid for your ticket and you watched for however long you wanted until the thing came back on or they kicked you out of the theater. Yeah. They're like, we got to sweep yeah, this we, place up. It's, it's one in the morning. You need to go home. Hit the bricks, rummy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually said that to a guy we kicked out of the art store one time. It's a bricks, Rami. I just wanted to use some old timey speak while getting rid of somebody. And what did he say? Why I'll... <laughs> I don't think he wanted to say much. I was, I was much bigger than him and a lot more sober. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, keep keep talking. How do you know it was rum he was on? <laughs> See, it was a, it was, I was being presumptuous. Oh, okay. I was younger then. He's like, I'm, I'm on a whiskey high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was probably drinking uh, antifreeze or something. Yeah. Some crap. Like I've been that. drinking perfume. Sterno. He was eating Ooh, Sterno. He was drinking Sterno. Ugh, have you ever accidentally tasted Sterno? No. I don't know how I did, but I accidentally got some on my finger and then somehow touched my mouth mm. like a child. <laughs> mm. <laughs> sterno tastes horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I won't have any. I won't have any. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I was going to go home and have some can of Sterno. Yeah. Nice glass of can Sterno he, to wash down yeah. dinner. Well, you can light it and toast marshmallows over it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any negative effects from that. It's just solid alcohol. Yeah. It's just burning clean alcohol. So I don't know. Whatever it is they use to color it and make it gel, however. Yeah. Ugh. So. Um, has nothing to do with the movie. I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, how did you guys feel about this one? Uh, do you recommend this to horror fans? Do you think non-horror fans could handle this one? I think non-horror fans could handle this one. Um, I don't know what horror fans I would recommend this to. Fans of classic Universal films who haven't seen this one? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I probably saw this one as a kid, but I can I honestly saw, say... I know I... Well... I don't know if I ever saw this one, but I, um, if I did, I'm sure Yeah, I thought the same thing as a kid. But I thought the same of the original Dracula was this kind of boring. Yeah. But I enjoyed this quite a bit this time. I, I don't know if I was expecting a bit more of a dull film because you were <laughs> like, oh, it's a little dull. So, uh, I think maybe you should preface every film with that. Okay. It's a little dull. <laughs> you might not like it. It's a little dull. And I'll probably go, hey, this yeah. isn't so bad. Definitely has its patches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a recommend, though, in general, as long as somebody can handle. As long as they can handle black and white films made, you know, 80 years ago. I don't understand people who have such an aversion to black and white. I work with a lady who said she can't watch anything in black and white. It just puts her to sleep. And I was like, I don't understand that. I can understand. It's just the lack of color. I can understand someone saying I can't eat anything with cilantro in it. I get that. Yeah. But not being able to watch a movie because it's in black and white. I could even understand people saying I can't watch a silent movie. 
That I can get, sure. You know, um, although I like silent movies quite a bit, but uh, yeah, I can see people being like, nah, it's just, it's too corny. It's not, it's too old fashioned. Yeah. You know, but black and white, geez, it's not that hard to. Yeah, you lose a lot in not watching those old black Could and white Could be films. that I grew up with a black and white television. Yeah. And we used to play, what color is that guy's shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Which was always a lot of fun. And then you'd hope someone in the movie would mention that he was wearing, you know, a yellow shirt or something. <laughs> hey, you yellow shirt, get over here. <laughs> All right, I won. I picked yellow. <laughs> my, my grandfather always had a black and white TV and his favorite thing to watch was snooker. Oh, okay. He could, he could tell what everything He could was. tell them all. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you learn after a while, I'm sure. Yeah, you just get what used shade to of gray. values. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Jolien, this one. Uh, obviously, you like it. And uh, do, yeah, you re- uh, do you recommend it? Uh, yeah, if uh, if you're interested in the history of horror, history sure. of uh, gay cinema, history of Definitely censorship. that, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, definitely... Because, yeah, this movie has several heavy gay overtones. Right. I've not mentioned, like, uh, Sandor is pretty much coded for gay, isn't he? He's got lots of makeup on. Yeah. He's a single man who's not interested in any of the women on a sexual basis. Mm. Yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. He's great in this. (laughs) I love the scene where he's telling her, you know, she's like, ah, I'm going to be, you know, positive or whatever. And he's like... Oh, you'll think of the dark or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's just <laughs> yeah, telling her these she's awful trying to things. Be, like, encourage herself, and he's like saying, "No, nah, no, nah, that'll, nah, fail, that'll fail. You'll fail. It'll never happen. <laughs> you'll be drinking blood before the night's over." Kind of. Yeah. Why bother resisting? Just yeah. give in. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then you find out he's just a manservant. He's not a vampire himself. Yeah. So he's just her familiar, I guess. Yeah. And if it weren't for that terrible hairdo parted in the middle, like he's some sort of old West bartender. I mean, he was basically alfalfa without the hair sticking up in the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but his face had a uh, sort of a Lugosi dimple in the chin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of felt like he belongs in this world because oh, yeah. of his look. But yeah, he was, he was coded for sure. And I'm assuming Zachary yeah. took the look from this guy. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, now that you say that. I'm like, oh, that's where that that character came from, that archetype that you yeah. see occasionally, that kind of creepy manservant. Yeah. And I think the term manservant just sort of carries a gay overtone. Doesn't, Maybe. Doesn't it? Maybe. Manservant. Hmm. Yeah, it's like... Uh... Less so than manhole, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> man server i don't know but it, yeah so so we've got uh definitely an early uh well would would this even be early for um for a, a, a gay movie anything that's in, in general yeah. yeah in general no. yeah. well i mean i'm sure there's stuff before this well i should ask is it is it early for a mainstream oh yeah 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 it's, effort it's certainly the first horror movie yeah okay and since then, we've had several, obviously, and some that were pretty overt about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've had uh, much more straightforward adaptations of Carmilla, yeah. starting with what, Blood and Roses in mm. 1960. Yeah. What's funny is, even though this movie was, uh, they the censors were kind of panicked about it, they 
advertised it as protect the ladies of London. Yes. I couldn't find that poster. I looked for it. It's like oh. par- apparently the blurb is save the women of London from Dracula's daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Really? I didn't bother looking for a poster. I just saw uh, that. Yeah, well, all I could find were posters saying uh, she'll give you that strange feeling. Ooh, mm. that's a pretty good one too. <laughs> that tingly sensation. Yes. <laughs> well, I never. Uh, so yeah, this one. Um, so you do recommend it to people who are interested in history of horror, particularly gay cinema. Um, do you think that it's worthwhile trying to? Um, suggest any of this stuff for younger horror fans to just sort of get your shit together watch some classics uh, i wouldn't start off with this one because it's not the most exciting one All right no i would say bride of frankenstein would be a great yeah. jumping yeah. off point yeah and if you want to just see how different things were although it's a later one uh, the wolfman at least it keeps moving along and you see a wolfman yeah and um he's a bit of a creep isn't he like he's a, he's a stalker, yeah. And if you want like the history of horror, you have to go back to Nosferatu. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Magician, um, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot to be mined there, mm-hmm. I think. But uh, man, if someone just can't handle it, it's not like no. But cilantro is really delicious if you mix it into guacamole. <laughs> No, I don't mm. like cilantro. Tastes like soap. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> with you know, it's, you have to do the equivalent of slipping cilantro into something and then waiting for them to say, "Oh, that was yummy," and saying, "Ha, ha, ha!" It had cilantro on it. Oh, I knew it tasted soapy. Ha! Ted Turner colorized that. That's actually a black and white movie. <laughs> Ted Turner. Ugh. Just stop it. So. I don't think they've colorized anything in quite a while. I think. I think he has stopped it, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of colorizing stuff, though? Is this just a terrible idea? Like, should you just leave everything be? I think so. Some, yeah. some ones that were some well were done, done like well. The Harryhausen ones were really well done. Yeah. But, but yeah, like that, those early attempts at colorization just ooh, looked horrible. They were scary. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it looked like they did it with um, highlighters. And and listen, kids, when they say silent movies and black and white. None of those movies were silent or black and white. <laughs> no, no. They were, although maybe the world wasn't black and white back then. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The photographic evidence is otherwise. Photographic evidence. And the, pain, the paintings you can't tell because they were all crazy. Yeah, I think uh, someone came in and colorized all those yeah. impressionists later. They jumped to color when the world went to color in the 40s. <laughs> right. Or That's something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, some, some poor... In turn, had to sit there with a Surat painting and go over oh, every, man. every dot. <laughs> Ooh, I want to see that in black and white now. Yeah, I, all I, those grays. Yeah, I've seen that Sunday afternoon painting in person, and it is massive. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I'll answer the question myself. Yeah, I do recommend this one, um, with of course that caveat that you know you're. You're not gonna. You're not gonna like it. You're, you're not. Yeah, yeah. You're not. <laughs> it's gonna be real boring. Yeah. You're not gonna like it, and it's in black and white. Tastes like cilantro. Um, it's all soapy and shit. <laughs> right. But I, I, I would say uh, I, I do really um, 
encourage people to get over it and just watch some black and white films. And when you do, um, select some uh, based on the suggestions of people like us who've seen a bunch of them. And maybe we can steer you in the right direction. Uh, Ziggy, of course, told me that uh, I asked her for her impressions of uh, Night of Living Dead. Mm-hmm. And she, one of her answers was, well, it looked really old. And I'm thinking, it's from fucking 1968. It doesn't look really old, except for that it's in black and white. And I think that she was kind of maybe surprised at that mm. at first. Yeah, because it's so present now. Yeah, it so really influential is. influential on movies every, now. Everything, really. So that's something that um, I kind of feel like, well, it doesn't matter when it's from, whether it's from the 60s when somebody was doing it as a statement or as a budgetary restriction, or if it's from, oh, 40 years previous to that, you know, it doesn't matter. It kind of has the same result with people who don't necessarily vibe to the black and white thing. Maybe they should start with Ed Wood. <laughs> that the, would The ma- Tim Burton film? Mm. Yeah. Because it's in black and white. Or, Once you enjoy that. Or Wizard of Oz. It just sort of changes for you in the movie. Hey, there you go. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Ed Wood would definitely uh, help maybe make the transition. And Not be- an actual Ed Wood film, though, because that would, <laughs> might turn them off from film at all. Entirely. Forever, you know? <laughs> all film forever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, certainly I was willing to write off film. As an art, after watching <laughs> Mr. Wood's films. Well, most of his films I saw the first time on the big screen at the Scala, where you had this packed out audience who were just loving it so much. Oh, man. Yeah, watching Glenn be, or Glenda. That'd be fantastic. Hundreds of fellow freaks. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just awesome. Where have all the transvestites gone? That's, I probably ask that question five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, cold out, you know? It's cold out. I no longer live near the Queen Supers. That's right. Yeah, the, the the Kroger brand stores here are called King Supers, for any of our listeners who aren't familiar. Um, spelled S-O-O-P-E-R. Yeah. King Supers. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've nicknamed all of them. And yeah. I, and I, I found out that um, uh, when I first moved to Denver uh, 13, 14 years ago, that the uh, Safeway near my apartment, which was like, around 17th and Logan. <clears throat> I forget the cross streets of the Safeway. A lot of people call it the unsafe way. It was the unsafe way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, the King supers that was over in uh, the more, uh, known to be gay part of town was called the queen supers. Yes. But I've got them nicknamed the end of days, King supers, the, the bougie <laughs> King supers, the ghetto King supers, that the one that's by you is the ghetto King supers. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, it's just, they don't stock the shelves in a timely fashion and things are kind of in disarray. Yeah, I don't think they can keep those shelves stocked. There's no. that's the most heavily trafficked King Supers in Denver. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought the one up on Quebec was, uh, it may be now, but yeah. Cause that, that's what I call the end of days King Supers. Cause it's always like the night before Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. And a snowstorm. Yeah. And it's Saturday and it's Saturday <laughs> and the world is ending that therefore yeah. the end of days King Supers. Um, wow, digression, huh? <laughs> digression, digression, yes. Well, it got us past an hour, didn't it? Well, it did. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any suggestions for next week's show? Well, I did this one. Your uh, turn. Will? My turn? Yeah. Uh, women in horror. Women in horror. I'll think of a good one. Okay. So give me a couple of days. Do you want to make a month a uh, black horror month? Because we sure. kind of miss it because of February being women in horror. Yeah. And it's black history month. Yeah. So maybe... So maybe March? March? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? 
We watch Blackula. Ooh, yeah. We haven't covered Blackula. Creature of the Black Lagoon. I know. I talked about it. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. There should be a... There should be a Blackenstein. Black... Yeah. Yeah, I watched that one. Um, mm. Yeah, I've watched a bunch of the black exploitation horror movies. But we could talk about some other ones, too. Yeah, you should definitely check out Towers in the Hood. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. That, maybe that'll be a good one to kick off March. So we'll do our okay. own... Leprechaun um, in the Hood. Yeah. Mm. It, it's got Coolio at a distance. It does. It's fantastic. <laughs> and there's a, sec- a sequel. Yeah. Isn't Ice-T like in the background in some scenes too? I don't know. I've never seen the sequel, but this would give me an opportunity to catch up. Awesome. <laughs> Good All luck. Right. Well, Good shall, luck. <laughs> You're we... not going to watch that one? No, not again. No more leprechauns. I've seen all the leprechauns. No more leprechauns. No more Frankensteins. <laughs> Yeah, you you gotta you gotta lay the law down sometimes. Well, should we call it a show? All right, it's, it's a show. It's a show. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>